have influence. So, how will you use it? I hope you'll join me today as we continue our series called I'm In Right Now. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And as always, so thankful that you have joined us. And we pray that every time you join us, uh, we believe that uh, God is going to give you a reason, a purpose of why. And that's what our prayer is for, that you will hear what that might be. Hey, um, I don't normally do this, but I just want to say a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, you're getting this a little late, uh, those that are joining us today, because uh, unfortunately we had a snowstorm here in Bellevue. Uh, we got about 10 to 10, 11, 12 inches, depending on where you live around here. And I was not able to get into the studio yesterday. And so today is Tuesday. Uh, we're going to launch this out today. So our apologies, those that listen on a regular basis, uh, that you missed out on our uh, normal uh, day and time that our episodes are available, which is Mondays at 5. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, I was not able to get into the studio. So my apologies there. Uh, also, uh, the other thing I want to uh, bring out to you today is... Um, you know, a lot of you listen and listen on a regular basis, as you do, as we pointed out. Um, if you would like others to be able to hear um, this series, uh, this podcast, um, these things that we talk about, the life that we talk about, um, uh, a couple of things I encourage you is maybe, you know, uh, put a comment or make a, you know, send, um, rate us, you know, all those kinds of things, uh, like us, depending on whatever platform uh, you listen to us on. Help us get that word out there. Uh, also, um, help us by, if you can, uh, donating to our, our cause um, through our church, uh, and it will help our, our ministry reach more people uh, to, to get these messages out uh, to other people all over the world. And we literally are all over the world. We are in uh, a people have listened uh, to this podcast in 39 different countries, and, and uh, I think we've almost hit all the states uh, in the United States that somebody's listened to this podcast or are listening to this podcast. So um, my encouragement, man, if you could help us out, that would be awesome. If you are uh, in a position that you would be able to do this, uh, any gift would help. Um, at the end, uh, we'll remind you again as well. You just go to our website, ChandlerAcresChurch.com, and go to our give page, and you can just give there and just mark it as uh, podcast ministry, and, and uh, the money will get to uh, the right place. So we appreciate it. Uh, and again, let's dive in. So um, if you're new with us, uh, we're in this message series called I'm In. And before I show you or talk to you about the four big qualities that we're trying to help all of God's people embrace, uh, I'm a little curious. I want to know how many of you would say that you are an influencer. You know, when you think of the word influencer, are you one of those? Okay. Because my goal is to change your opinion of your assessment about yourself today and help you see that you are an influencer. And so I'm going to ask you uh, our big question that we've been asking every week Are you in? You know, are you in? I hope you're saying, I'm in. Because we're looking at four big qualities uh, in this series. Uh, week number one, we discovered that um, I'm invited. Uh, that we are all invited into God's family. 
Last week, we talked about I'm invaluable to God's work. Everything that I do matters to God. Uh, Today, I want to show you and talk to you about influential, that we're all influential for God's glory. And uh, next week, our final week, we're going to talk about how you are invested in God's work, okay? And so I want to let you know, I have been praying all week long. Uh, I really have. Uh, I really believe that you need to see yourself as God sees you, that you are an influencer. I believe you're called to be a light into this world and show the love of God day in and day out. And I'm going to give you uh, one statement that we'll look again and again uh, at to today. Uh, we've looked at the statement before. Uh, if you've listened to some of my podcasts before. I pray that this really sinks into your heart and that you will embrace the reality of this truth, that you have no idea how one conversation, one word of encouragement, or one expression of love might change someone's life. Okay, You have no idea how God might use one word, one moment, one generous expression in the life of another person to love them towards the grace of Jesus. When I asked you earlier, how many of you see yourself as an influencer? Uh, I'm going to bet some of you are like, no, I'm definitely not an influencer. You know, I just don't have the following to be an influencer. And I believe that could be one of the big reasons uh, why you don't believe that is because the culture, uh, our culture has hijacked that term influencer. I'll tell you what I mean by this. I, I did some research and I went online to figure out what different articles and writers would say about influencers. And when I typed in what is an influencer, the very first definition that came up online was this. An influencer is an individual who has the power to affect purchase decisions of others because of their authority, knowledge, or relationship with their audience. Really? (laughs) That's that's what an influencer is? Because someone who influences purchase decisions because of the numbers of followers they have on a social media account? Really? Really? Because I, I, that caused me to be confused. Because when I was growing up, an influence was often a teacher. It was a coach. A good parent was an influencer, right? A good friend was an influencer. Someone who had a Sunday school class was an influencer. And today, unfortunately, culture has hijacked that term. And many people would say an influencer is a celebrity. It's a content creator. It's someone who's amassed a great number of followers on social media. And I guarantee you, a lot of you, when I asked that question, were like, no, I don't have that kind of a following, right? In fact, I gave up looking for an article online that talked about an influencer any that had anything beyond social media because, honestly, I could not find anyone anywhere. And so what I want to try to do today is I want to try to reclaim the word influencer. And I want you to see yourself as an influencer because you have no idea how our God could use one word of encouragement or to give you, uh, to give someone else one moment or one expression of faith to change someone else's life. All right. For those of you that are disciples of Jesus, um, and I know not everybody that listens uh, to these episodes are at this point, and no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, uh, you might not even be on a spiritual journey. I want you to know, first of all, uh, we love that you're listening to this podcast. Please continue to listen to this podcast, okay? But for those of you that are disciples of Christ, I want to show you or, or tell you exactly what Jesus says you are, okay? He uses two metaphors in Matthew's gospel. Matthew 5.13, he says, you are the salt of the earth. And what does salt do? Well, salt purifies, salt preserves, salt adds flavor, right? Food t- sometimes tastes just nasty without salt, right? Then Jesus said, in, uh, continuing on in verses 14 and 16, he said, You're the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stands, and it gives light to everyone in the house. 
In the same way, let your light shine that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let's reclaim the true meaning of what it is to be an influencer. And I'm not against influencing culture. Trust me. Okay, there's a lot of good, got a lot of good uh, pastors and and just people out there that man have tons of following and and are influencers. And I don't want to change that. Okay, but the problem with our current view of influence is that it typically starts with the platform, right? The size of your platform determines the scope of your influence. You know, that's when we look at numbers. Well, I don't have that many followers, okay? Or I'm not even on social media or whatever. Now, I think truthfully, though, it starts with something different. And I believe that true and lasting influence always starts with people before platform. It always starts with people. And the good news is that all of you have people in your circle of influence that you come in contact with every single day, okay? You are called to be an influencer. Now, you have no idea what one word of encouragement might do to influence someone. Here's what I hope you understand. Influence isn't always obvious, okay? Influence isn't always instant. Just because you don't see a harvest doesn't mean that your seed did not take root, okay? You have no idea how God might use you in one moment to plant that that seed that will grow into real and lasting influence in the life of somebody that you love, okay? In fact, I want to show you a, a story today or tell you a story, uh, it's perhaps my, one of my favorite stories in all of, of the New Testament talking about an influencer, okay? Uh, the story takes place in John 4, and it's about a woman that nobody ever thought would have influence, okay? The context of the story is this. Jesus was on a trip, and on his journey, he was going to pass through Samaria, which was an unusual choice. The disciples would not have expected him to do so because Jews didn't interact with Samaritans because Samaritans were half Jewish, half Gentile, and the Jews hated the Samaritans, believed they were less than human and worse than dogs, okay? So you would never interact with a Samaritan if you were a Jew, especially a Samaritan woman, okay? Well, Jesus once again shocks everybody, and he sat down by a well in the middle of the day in order to rest, and a Samaritan woman comes up to him, and Jesus asks her for a drink. He dignifies her by starting a conversation, and she throws, uh, and she's thrown completely off guard, right? Look at what uh, Scripture says. John chapter 4, verse 9 is where we're going to start with today, okay? The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with the Samaritans. Now, I'm going to pause there for a second, okay? This woman was surprised, it said. In other words, she's shocked. She's overwhelmed. She's beside herself. She never expected this. This is unheard of. No Jewish man would ever approach a Samaritan woman. This is weird and bizarre to her, for Jews refuse to have anything to do with Samaritans, especially Samaritan women, okay? So she goes on to say, listen to what she says. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Now let's pause there for a second because I want you to see something in the, in the scripture. The woman is now intrigued, but still confused and surprised and somewhat doesn't trust Jesus, okay? And you, you could tell by her response. Let's read on, okay? Verse 11, but sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this, this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I will give will never be thirsty again. 
It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Now at this point, this woman notices something is different about this man. She is now excited to hear what he is saying. And so she replies in verse 15, Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Now, I love this next part, because there wasn't a Jewish man anywhere who would have interacted with this woman, right? But Jesus approaches her with love in his heart and dignifies her and honors her, all the time knowing that she was an outcast in our own community. Listen to what Jesus says to her, okay? Verse 16, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. And she said, I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. She was divorced five times and shacking up with another. Now, in this day and age, that would raise some eyebrows. We'd be like, oh, that's kind of weird and different, you know? But in that day and age, she would have been shunned. Okay? She would have been the woman that everybody whispered about. Stay away from her. Keep your husband away from her. She's a husband stealer, right? She is nothing but bad news. And Jesus, knowing all that, doesn't look at her as this immoral woman, but instead as a miracle waiting to happen, knowing that a, a touch from heaven could completely change her heart. And it dawns on her, wait a minute. We've heard that there, there would be a Messiah coming, and I've heard perhaps about this man that's doing miracles and raising the dead and opening blind eyes, Right? Why would a Jewish man speak to me? Show me honor and respect and know everything about my life. Perhaps this is the one that we've been waiting for. This is the one that we've been praying for. Perhaps this is the Messiah. And so she does an amazing thing. Look at what she does. We're going to jump all the way to verse 28. Listen to what she does. The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, come and and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Now, what do we see in this powerful story? Well, first of all, no matter how bad your life is messed up, you're not too far gone for the love of Jesus to reach into your life. Then then we see the town outcast, the one that everybody else whispered about, going in and enthusiastically telling people this may be the one. This broken woman, the messed up woman, the woman everybody whispers about, the one that had been called the immoral woman, immediately becomes an influencer. Her story shows us that you don't have to have it all together to influence someone else towards Jesus. You don't have to know it all, folks. You don't have to have a seminary degree. You don't have to pray powerful prayers and be able to quote the exact place in the Bible. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have all the things fixed in your life to be an influence. Here's what you need. You just have to know who Jesus is and care about the people around you. And you can immediately be a light in this world and salt to those around you. You just have to care about people. You don't need 4,000 followers to have a platform. You need to care about one person who's in front of you. You're an influencer just the way you worship, just the way you carry yourself, just the way you interact with people. Listen, you have no idea how one word of encouragement, one word of hope, one expression of love might influence someone towards Jesus, right? So this this woman goes back to the village and tells everybody, and, and the disciples come back to Jesus, 
and they were hungry. They said, have you eaten Jesus? And Jesus goes spiritual on them, and he says, my food is to do the will of God. And then he said, the field is ripe for harvest. Basically, he's using a farming metaphor here, and the harvest was always about changed lives. He then said, but the laborers are few. So for our purpose today, we we could say it this way. The field is ripe for harvest, but the influencers are few. Don't let culture rob you from your calling by categorizing influencers as somebody only on social media. It doesn't start with the platform. It always starts with a person right in front of you. You're an influencer, right? So this woman goes back to her town, tells everybody. The next part of the story says this, all the way to verse 39, okay? Here's what it says. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told everything, he told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. And so Jesus stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Who did God use? Not an Instagram star, okay? Not a, not a professional athlete, not a, not a celebrity, not a content creator, a regular, uh, ordinary, everyday, broken, sinful woman who had been transformed by Jesus. You have influence exactly where you are. Okay? You don't have to have your whole life together to have influence. Okay? Please feel this. Okay? You are an influencer. You have no idea what one word of encouragement, one expression of love can mean to someone who needs a very small touch of God's love. So when you greet people, when, when maybe you're at church and they, and they come into the building and, and you help someone who's uncomfortable and nervous, okay, you're an influencer. When you listen to someone who's hurting at work and you represent the love of Jesus by not judging where they are, but loving them simply because they are, you're an influencer. When you post a scripture, repost a sermon clip, you can influence someone on the other side that you don't even know just by the way that that you worship, by the way you carry yourself, by who you are and whose you are. You can be an influence. Do not let culture's definition rob you from God's calling. If you know Jesus, you are salt and you are light. Let your salt do what it does and let your light shine because God has created you to influence others for the love of Jesus. Amen. That concludes this episode of Venture Podcast. Uh, It also uh, gets us to the point of next week will be our final week, our wrap-up week of our series called I'm In. I hope you'll join us then. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.